0: Uh-huh.
1: Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I am ready to be fabulous. Uh,
0: Robin, you always have two. I, I don't have two. Oh no! Uh, okay, oh, wait. Here we go. Here we go. My name is Stephanie, and we are working inside a dead frog.
1: <laughs> we really are. We really are. <laughs> Uh, It is really, really hot in Vermont, surprisingly about a 20-degree difference in Atlanta, and Vermont is hotter
0: today for some reason. Yeah, it's 75 here, 77 in Atlanta, and yeah, why is it hot in Vermont? That's weird.
1: I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I do have some uh, news for us today to talk about. News. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest news that we should talk about uh, isn't even – well, it's sort of related to iZombie because it's by the same uh, creators. Uh, Veronica Mars got a surprise release on Hulu yesterday, and I haven't uh, watched any episodes yet. Have you?
0: Uh, yes. I've almost watched four episodes. You've watched half almost
1: half the season already. Yes. <laughs> and I haven't gotten to anything yet, so – It's so good. oh uh, so good. Oh, so wait.
0: many surprise cameos, you oh. know, just surprise actors that you would never dream of. I mean, I don't know. Don't, I just don't I'm enjoying it. It's great. Uh,
1: I am ready to watch uh, and I'll probably start tonight. Uh, but I, you know, this is very exciting news. And we've told our listeners that we will be covering uh, the new season of Veronica Mars as well. You know, kind of a crossover with our binge cast as we did before. Uh, we don't want to wait. Um, it is a binge cast. Um, so we are not going to be doing one episode, uh, one podcast per episode kind of thing. We're going to be doing, uh, four at a time.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: uh, basically doing two episodes on the new season of Veronica Mars. And, uh, hopefully that's enough. I'm, I'm ready for a long winter's break after this, <laughs> <laughs> after all this, cause this is cool. I've been, uh. Been working on iZombie stuff all day, but uh, I, I, you know, definitely in the news, I wanted to uh, let people know what our plans are. Um, So this week, you know, you're now listening to our recap and review of uh, Killer Queen. Um, We also have another bonus episode coming to you. We're going to be talking to him later tonight. Uh, That would be John Emmett Tracy, who plays the very villainous Enzo Lambert. Uh, We're very, uh, very shocked about uh, after watching (laughs) this episode. So this is a good time to talk to him. Um, So, yeah, that will probably be coming out on Monday. On Wednesday, our discussion about the first four episodes of New Veronica Mars will be uh, will be out. We'll be recording it, I believe, Tuesday, and then it'll be out on Wednesday. We're not really going to be doing any feedback. It's just going to be us discussing it. And, uh, you know, if you want to send some, uh, you know, thoughts our way about what you've been thinking about it, we're always happy to read it, but um, probably not going to be doing a big feedback thing um, because I don't want to, you know, rush everybody. Our podcast will be there for you to listen to when you're when you've reached the part when you, you know, you can listen to it. uh but uh, if you do want uh, more in-depth coverage, I do want to plug there's there's a ton of great Veronica Mars podcasts out there that some have started recently, some have been ongoing. Uh, let me read the names of a few. Um, Veronica's marshmallows uh, Bring Back up You're a podcast, Veronica Mars Life <laughs> Life after Mars, Go Pirates Pod, the Mars Investicast, and there's many many more. Uh, so I would say, um, hopefully you kind of, uh, you know, have a listen to what we have to say, but also, you know, if you want some more in-depth episode by episode coverage, I'm sure they'll, they'll provide that for you. So I just wanted to give a shout out to our, our fellow, uh, Rob Thomas, uh, universe of podcasts <laughs> <laughs> next week, uh, due to work and life, we're going to have to wait till probably, uh, next Wednesday maybe Wednesday evening to get our discussion of the penultimate episode by zombies. Not I mean not that anything uh, big is going to happen for that episode. I'm sure uh, there won't be a lot to talk about, but uh, we, <laughs> we are working to get a yeah. guest on that one. And uh, who knows, I, I, you know, my life might free up and we might be able to get that recorded earlier. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we also will be recording a bonus podcast that night. Uh, ...covering the last four episodes of New Veronica Mars. So, you know, we'll have Veronica Mars and everything up to the finale all done by next week. And then on Sunday, August 4th, we're going to be recording the finale episode. And it'll be out late that night, so um, that'll be ready for you on Monday morning, your Monday morning commute. And you can say goodbye to iZombie and with us and, uh, you know... Um, say goodbye to, to our podcast. I'm not sure because uh, we do have one more bonus episode coming up after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next weekend, if everything goes right, um, I'll be recording a special bonus podcast where I'll be talking to Rob Thomas. And who better to give the final word on the show to than uh Mr. Thomas? So uh Steph won't be there, unfortunately, because uh Steph uh is working, so uh try to juggle between Steph's schedule and Rob Thomas's schedule and uh I had to give it to Rob Thomas's schedule.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't hassle Rob Thomas. Don't you know, whatever if Rob Thomas says, that's that's what we'll do. Yeah. And you
1: know, I, I just could not end this podcast without, without talking to him. And I'm so glad that he's agreed to, uh, to talk to me and, uh, and I'm, I'm also going to be asking him, uh, a few, uh, Veronica Mars related questions too. I'm sure, you know, after watching the whole season, I'm, I'm sure I'll have some things to ask him about that, but it'll be mostly iZombie stuff because this is the iZombie podcast. So, uh, so yeah, we have that, that is count them up five more podcasts and our five-year journey will be over. And, uh, if you've been listening to us all this time, or if you've just been listening this year, we, we really want to hear from you. I mean, you know, send your thoughts, your farewells, your well wishes to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. We've never asked for any money for this podcast. No annoying sponsors, no annoying ads, but, uh, we'd love your nice words. So if you want to pay with that at the end of this huge run, um, we really, 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 truly would appreciate it. Um... So so weird thinking it's all gonna be over <laughs> uh, So uh, a couple more news items. Uh, we had a quote from Ali Machaka in a interview where she's talking about uh, if they took anything away from the set and Ali says I didn't take much but I took. Peyton's apartment keys, as they're such a part of the scenes I was in. I was always coming in the apartment, home from work, dropping my briefcase on the floor and, and, and those keys. Uh, so I kept those keys. I, I also actually bought something for Rose as she, she was, wasn't able to drive back to LA and I had my car. So I brought back this statue of this woman's head that is on the fireplace in the apartment. So look for that if you're watching Zombie. Uh, and she says she laughed when I gave it to her. She has it put on her fireplace. It reminds her so much of the apartment and it's a weird, creepy statue head. And I've always said, I'm getting that for Rose. Uh, a couple more news items. Um, I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler. You know, this is kind of like a stunt casting kind of thing. But we learned today uh, at the Veronica Mars panel at San Diego Comic-Con, they announced that uh, Chris Lowell, who played Piz on Veronica Mars, will be uh, guest starring in the uh, iZombie finale. So one more Veronica Mars cast member uh, for for the iZombie show. So we didn't quite get Kristen Bell except for her voice, but (laughs) we've got Piz. So... (laughs) Um, but you know we had we had like a couple of good seasons of uh, Jason Doring, so I say that's yeah worth it. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, we want to wish a, a happy, good luck, and correct congratulations, Bob Dearden announced that he is now in the writers' room for Cobra Kai, and will be oh, wow. uh, we'll be writing for that's season so cool. three. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited because I'm a huge Karate Kid fan. I haven't seen uh, Season 2 yet, but I I can't wait to watch it. I just had no time. (laughs) I'm so behind on TV shows. But, um, yeah, that's all the news. Wow, I actually had news today.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Let's
1: talk about Killer Queen, written by John M. Baum and Kit Boss uh, and directed by Jude Wang. This is the last episode of I, Zombie* Season 5 where John M. Baum has been the showrunner. Uh, it, he Basically, after this episode, he's, he hands the reins back over to Rob Thomas and uh, Diane Ruggiero-Wright. Uh, to, uh, you know, steer the last two episodes. I, I, I really love, uh, what John Mbom's done with this season. Uh, you know, especially the noir episode, one of my favorite episodes by zombie of all time. Um, but I am really looking forward to, you know, having the, the co-captains in the, in the seat, uh, steering us into the end. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Let's start with the case So we have murders a drag uh, We have Mike and Gary in their dressing room At Prince Mary's Prince Mary's right Instead of Prince, Prince uh, Harry
0: Prince Harry yeah. <laughs> Oh okay,
1: okay. Uh, Bickering back and forth uh, Gary leaves to get some nails Reminding Mike that he doesn't miss cues And minutes later The manager Howard finds Mike strangled with pearls And Gary just happens to return at the same time uh, so we go to
0: this guy. I know him. Where do you know him from, from? like a gazillion? I know he's in parks and red. Oh, really? The greatest sitcom ever. Of made. course. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's just, you know, you're like, I know him from so many things. Like he's been working for, he
1: did look, familiar. Know, decades. Yeah. I wasn't able to glance mm-hmm. at the IMDB today of surprisingly, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, we go to the morgue. And Clive mentions that in evidence there are some rhinestones that were found at the scene, and then Ravi asks Liv if she's ready to be fabulous. <laughs> so Liv makes a. Uh, can
0: we can we like go ahead and say that we know nothing about the the new fad that all the kids are watching? You know, Drag Race. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything I'm about this. Yes, this is new to
1: me. Yeah, I really don't. I don't. I don't watch Drag Race or any of that stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of things. So, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So I, I kind of went into this episode go, just. I really even just uh, you know watching the episode and then going back over it, I felt like I learned a lot. Uh, but yeah, uh, by some of the stuff I had to kind of look up and see what the, what is this about? What is that about?
0: And what what made okay that, this I was expecting plain Jane oh a drag queen, but what made this episode so special like I even enjoyed this more than uh not in the zombie was this added element of the old generation and the young the new generation yeah we learned what old school drag is, yeah, and I I, I thought that was fascinating. I,
1: I got to say, I appreciate old school drag because they're a big fan of, you know, the golden age of Hollywood. And I, you know, being such a huge fan of the noir episode, I am I'm, I'm all for it. I am not for, you know, whatever bitchcraft is bringing to the scene because that's, you know,
0: that's <laughs> the younger
1: generation,
0: yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. All about the Graham and everything. You know, all these
1: actresses yeah. that uh, – that Gary was spouting off about that Bitchcraft didn't know anything about. I was like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. You know, you should definitely appreciate these people. Yeah.
0: You know? And also I was listening to, okay. Listening to them talk. They're talking like old Hollywood actresses. Mm-hmm. Because I was listening to a, a podcast today that, have you ever listened to an old, like an old recording of somebody and thought, we don't speak like that anymore. Yeah, yep. Like, like, why do we not? Like, what accent is that? <laughs> what is that an affectation? Are they doing that on purpose? Is that the way people really talked back then? <laughs> but they just talked. It's just such a grandiose, like, uh, dramatic mm-hmm. way of speaking.
1: We have definitely lost. Uh you know, as I stutter and stumble over what I'm talking about, we've lost the command of vocabulary (laughs) that our older generations (laughs) had. We, we, you know, we talk in text form (laughs) in short, in short 140 characters. We, (laughs) we babble out things. Um,
0: yeah, but also the, and, and also the drag scene, like there is, it's, it's very, um, different from what area you're from because like the new york 70s area did you ever see paris is burning um like we found out that like throwing shade came from that group of people like there's just yeah there's lots of turns of phrase that came from that uh culture that you just didn't realize, and also that's very different than anything else than these than what these two factions we're seeing here with the old generation and the new generation. But I mean, I ju- I thought it was super interesting with the the different the, uh, the old school and the new mm-hmm. school.
1: Yeah, it 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 was funny. Like moments into the episode, uh, you know, immediately had the the answer to my question from last week. Like, what what do you mean by old school? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, Liv makes a rainbow Jello dessert, uh, complete with a sparkler on top. So
0: (laughs) that was (laughs) that was great. A pride Jello, a pride gelatin.
1: And uh, she emerges uh, into the department wearing stiletto heels, black skirt, red top, big eyelashes.
0: Um, oh, God. Her eyes looked huge. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, she, her eyes. She has huge eyes. But, yeah, she looked great. She looked so old Hollywood.
1: Mm-hmm. And Liv comments that the department is gray, not Kim Novak and Vertigo gray, which I, I appreciated <laughs> that. That is, you know, another shout out to Vertigo, the the movie. Uh, But also Vertigo, the comic that carried iZombie. Ah.
0: And that's
1: when she says to Clive that we work inside a dead frog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So many great lines. So many great. So she – Rose is so wonderful. (laughs) I know. Like how many more ways can we say Rose is wonderful? You
1: know, and the freaking Emmy nominations came out this last week and it just pissed me off. Just complete ignorance of what Rose has done and uh it, it I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's just it's a no, CW. CW doesn't matter. CW.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But you know, I mean, gosh, I it, we we still have the Golden Globe nominations coming, right? I mean, Jane the Virgin at least got uh, a, an award I think she got an award right The girl that plays Jane the Virgin Yeah. So uh-huh. maybe one more time I mean they all love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend This is why I get so bitter at Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Because it's just like the one uh, CW show They pay attention to. but gosh Oh gosh the zombie CW shows. Who cares about that
0: Yeah nobody cares about genre <laughs> That silly teenager stuff <laughs>
1: But it's so much more than that uh, I don't know Anyway, Clive tells her to keep it professional, and Liv asks, "When has she ever not kept it professional?" And Clive can't even form <laughs> words. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "So we go to the next chapter, the Slight Manager, and we meet Howard in interrogation. I I love this guy. <laughs> so he's so funny. He's uh, the manager, and he also said they say he's Mike's ex husband, and really not much is made of that. I guess they kind of throw that into there because." He's now a suspect because he's an ex-spouse, but he's uh-huh. cleared pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that Liv's outfit really pops against these green walls, and Liv glares at Clive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I told yeah. you,
1: uh, Howard informs us that Gary and Mike bought the club twenty years ago, but Gary had money issues, so he sold his stake to Mike. So, Liv wants to know about any feuds that happen in the club, and Howard says, "If you want to know gossip, ask
0: Gary." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they bought the like it was in a bad part of town, but now the 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 I guess because of the zombie uh, economy, it's all changing and mm-hmm. becoming revitalized. Yep. So it's worth a lot more.
1: Gary's brought in. He says he was out buying nails and he's got receipts, which I think is a a term used. Isn't that like a Whitney Houston
0: uh, phrase?
1: I've got receipts. I don't know. It's a gif I see every once in a while. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm such an old school uh internet person. <laughs> I don't get what the kids are writing uh or making gifts out of. Um so he, he mentions that they grew up together, they had the same dress size. And we find out here what old school drag is. They they love older or like deceased celebs in Hollywood. Jane and Marilyn, Jackie O and Pat Nixon, Cher and Sharo. I love how Lib says that's a hat <laughs> on a hat.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. Also, I'm experiencing this, you know, with planning my Vegas trip because like I'm feeling nostalgic for a time uh, you know, t- during Vegas's history that I never saw. You know, the, this is my first time to Vegas, but I'm like, you know, what about the Elvis stuff and the mm-hmm. and the Wayne Newton and the Sinatra and the Rat Pack and the this and the that? Like, that is so... Like, Elvis is har- hardly has a presence in Vegas from what I can... T- I, have, I haven't been there right. yet, but it just seems that that is all going out of style and they're really trying to get... Well, for a while vegas was trying to get the families yeah and they still there's a lot of stuff for families to do but now they're really trying to get the the young people you know young people don't gamble because hey maybe it's because they don't have any money yeah, to gamble is. with probably cuz they can't afford rent much <laughs> less to travel to a freaking expensive city like vegas and, and put money into a machine I know. Like so anyway,
1: anyway I, don't, I don't get it but oh man i'd love to go to vegas
0: Oh yeah, there's going to be even without the the sinning. There's going to be so much to do. But yeah, you say like without the I feel like, yeah, you know, sin, Oh, sinning. Okay, <laughs> you're not going to do any sinning while you're there. Oh yeah, I'm getting get. Okay, well
1: yeah. Uh, but anyway,
0: <laughs> right. anyway, yes, I'm experiencing this. Like as I'm planning my trip, this, uh, you know, the old tradition is going away, and the new. They're trying to get. Uh, You know, it's all about the What's Instagramming And, you know
1: Yeah, and I like how uh, Gary puts it here He says that, you know, these You know, they're, you know I mean, he doesn't say it, but they're they're gay icons, you know And this is This is a connection to their past This is how they got here That's why they keep uh, doing these acts Because it is, you know, observing that You know, this is how, you know how how they got to this point in, uh, you know, working out their rights and all that. So, yeah. Um, so, again, it's it, it was very, uh, you know, it, it was very educational. I'm, I'm so, I, I, I learned a lot. And I really hope other people um, that watch this that, you know, are dumb about it as I am, would uh, learn a lot as well, especially the ignorant ones. Um All right, so Gary does uh, regret selling his side of the business since drag is huge now. And he says they should look into bitchcraft. And uh, yes, this is a person. And Clive says, I love it. Clive says, why him? And Gary corrects him and says, she she is a young zombie with uh, no style or class, no sense of history. And she wanted to buy the club. And she was there that night. So we go to the club And Clive and Liv question Bitchcraft and uh, I forgot What this actor's name is but he was On Degrassi for many years That's where a lot of people know him from His IMDb is uh, pretty much all Degrassi <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: uh, And he says that Gary needs to have his eyes Checked and Liv says well So do you your lashes look like drowned Spiders <laughs> <laughs> Bitchcraft says no one cares about the old school stuff. She slays every night, and she and her pr- promoter, Tony, wanted to buy the club and revamp it. So that's when Bitchcraft takes the stage and performs to the theme song for Full Frontal with Samantha B. <laughs> Have you ever watched <laughs> that show before? Yeah. It's the theme song.
0: Yeah, it's a song. But it's a song?
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Girls want to be yeah. her. Boys want to. Mm-hmm. It's a song. I just
1: know it as, you know, it's it's a song about uh, Samantha Bee. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Clive and Liv talk to Tony. He figures that Mike didn't take the offer to buy because he got a better one because the property is in high demand. Uh, meanwhile, Clive is clapping after Bitchcraft's performance and gets another glare <sighs> from Liv. <laughs> And that's when we see Gary in drag, and he mocks the performance, uh, pointing out that Bitchcraft leaves a mess on the stage. And that's when Liv grabs an evidence bag. And uh, Mm.
0: the song is by Peaches. Boys want to be her. Oh, okay. It is from 2006. It's a punk rock glam rock song. If you say so. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Peaches actually, to me, come in a can, and they were put there by a man in a factory. (laughs) So, anyway, we go to the morgue. Liv puts the rhinestones in the microscope. She compares Mike's rhinestones or hand sewn, took a lot of work. Bitchcraft's rhinestones, cheap and glued on, and glued on rhinestones were found at the scene. Uh oh.
0: Because drag is work.
1: Yeah. Well, not according to Bitchcraft. He's, you know, she uh, 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 looks down her nose at this. Uh, they bring Bitchcraft in her work clothes, and uh, apparently she works at uh, Sure Shot Printing. Which, with a little target on, on the uh, logo, which I thought was a uh, funny little zombie reference. And and Liv is now wearing a dark red wig, looking very, very Gilda esque. Oh. oh, God. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. It really does. I love it. Uh, Clive shows Bitchcraft that she was on the security cam footage, and Bitchcraft says that that's just one of uh, her hags, one of her followers on Instagram, and that they should mm-hmm. compare the legs because uh, her legs are skinny.
0: He's, he's a willowy bitch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Liv has a vision, and Bitchcraft asks if she's on drugs. Bitchcraft, uh, you know, it rem- reminds me that, you know, Bitchcraft hasn't had any visions. Majority of the zombie population doesn't have personality changes or visions because they're all on brain tubes. It just uh-huh. makes me think about it. Uh,
0: yeah, well, what I liked was, okay, usually when Liv has a vision, she has a reaction. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> With this vision, it was very melodramatic. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it was the reaction that really. It, just, it was just. I was like, "Why doesn't Bitchcraft know what that is?" You know. But, but apparently, you know, she she has never had a vision before, nor has she seen somebody have a vision before. Uh, but yeah, her vision is uh, she basically sees a wig a wig fall off and picks it up again. That's all it is. <laughs> And uh, Liv and Bitchcraft realize it's a share wig And they discuss start discussing all of Cher's looks Until Liv is done with Bitchcraft And then she goes and yells at Jenkins To find her all the shares on the security footage
0: Oh my god That Jenkins oh, Jenkins! N- not Cher <laughs> Not Cher <share. laughs> That is the funniest Oh my god that's the funniest line of the whole Jenkins series Jenkins
1: finally got the coffee right You know <laughs> And now he's screwed up uh, picking uh somebody that's not share, but uh uh Jenkins does say that there was one share that came in and was never seen leaving, and that is a 70s share with sequins, and Liv tells him way to work it <laughs> <laughs> So we go to back to prince uh or uh, Prince Mary's, I think it was yeah, um, Gary is rehearsing. A uh, a song. Do you know what the song is? Mm. <laughs> it is a song called I'm Still Here from Stephen Sondheim's Follies.
0: Oh, and this phrase says, and we're going to take this back, and this is where I explain who Sondheim is to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was great. So Clive tells Gary that he thinks that Gary left, came in, dressed his share, killed Mike, left the back door. Then he got his nails uh, and Liv reminds Mike of the dumb things they, he, uh, you know, told him in interrogation that Mike dressed as Cher, they were the same size. And then, you know, says that, he, you know, he probably uh, planted the rhinestones to get rid of bitchcraft as well. So um, the motive, of course, Mike was going to tear the place down and build a parking lot. And Gary admits that, you know, what, what she did was because the club is her home and in the end, she won because the club is still standing. So that's it for the case. Fun case. Good characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Loved it. Let's move on to Ravi and Major's excellent adventure. <laughs> um, so Ravi broods that now five Freelich kids have gone missing. And Liv tries to reassure him, you know, yet again, this is not your fault. But it, 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 it's definitely it's something that's weighing on Ravi. So... Kavanaugh brings in this girl named Clarissa Bates, who was the human girl on the side of a rich zombie. He was cured, and then he was killed by his jealous wife. And so she immediately – Like immediately. So she immediately – speaking immediately – calls Ravi. And Ravi comes in and says, nice look, a bit more reserved than I thought you'd be. And she says, (laughs) like I would be interested in the input from someone whose style would be best be described as British boy school mannequin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ouch! Oh, it burns! Okay, almost almost as good as this yeah.
1: year.
0: <laughs> That's um, the God, one that I, I
1: laughed out loud at that one. Um,
0: mm.
1: Ravi is shocked at the news, you know, that this guy was cured, and wonders if maybe is connected to these frailet kids that are missing, because, uh... uh you know that they're,
0: they're. He's rich. He's rich. He was cured. Yeah.
1: So Ravi uh, sets up this huge sushi dinner for Major, and Major realizes, "Oh, you need a favor, don't you?" Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do love how uh, you know when Major comes in and sees this whole on you know Andre in front of him, he he stops. Hugs Ravi and kisses him on the head
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know that was that seems so Genuine like I want to believe That that was the actors (laughs) Showing affection for each other
1: (laughs) So Ravi explains It all about Clarissa That was a good one (laughs) Uh, And uh, you know she's got a rap Sheet so she probably was the one with the CD connections to get the frailic brain Uh, And it tells Major He's got to uh, woo her And find a way to for her to get him a fralic brain And uh You know
0: So he's gigolo, gigolo bait, bait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So Major moves on to the Odium restaurant Where Clarissa works Major gets his smolder on
0: oh, The yeah. cold
1: martini <laughs> And uh, Clarissa recognizes him from the news and all that. And he invites her to join him and starts to complain. Oh man, Fillmore Gray's is such a drag. And I wondered if they would put the word drag in there because of this episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And then he starts talking,
1: Oh man, the hat I have to wear. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows, he, he says, oh, you know, it's so tempting. I could get myself out of the city, but why bother? You know, I'm, I'm a zombie and I really miss being a human. So, uh, Clarissa takes the bait, offers to help him. If he takes her with him and she says, she's got to go meet her seller. So he writes his number on his card to call him. But I, I did pause the episode. It's not really his card, which makes sense. Why would he write his number on the back of one of his own cards? Uh Uh-huh. But it's a, it's, it's just a card for quiet Lotus florist. And it has a fake Seattle number on it. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why he's carrying a, could be a could be a clue to upcoming events. That there's a reason why Major is carrying a business card of a flower shop in his in his pocket because maybe he's going to get live flowers and they're going to live happily ever after. Yes, of <laughs> course.
0: <laughs> Makes perfect sense.
1: Major shows Ravi on the laptop. Uh, you know the fam- Major's famous laptop. Uh, how he is tracking her, and remarks the best part of his job is the toys. And Ravi is super ready for recon. He's like, oh, that, that, that's what it is, right? Recon. <laughs> so, Major's, you know, let's go save some kids. So, we're at the abandoned warehouse. Major and Ravi see Bubba leave. And they sneak in, leaving an you know, with a out-of-breath Ravi following. <laughs> and uh, Major leaves him outside to be lookout. But after Major goes in, Ravi spots a light on. that You know, come on, you know, flickering. So, he climbs on top of an RV to get a better look in this window to, you know, watch out for Major. And then he hears some thumping and discovers the four Freyla kids are inside this RV. And so, there's a huge gunfight. I love a little action in the show. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And Ravi hits the shooter.
0: Major gets shot.
1: Yeah, Major gets shot. And Ravi hits the shooter with the RV. And they drive off with the kids. Hooray! Yay! Um, so that we'll take a break there and we'll move on to Blaine and Donnie. And like I said, Bubba is back, Mm. right? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. You you need a moment to, uh, to sigh over the, I saying the word, the words Donnie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So sad.
1: We'll get to it. All right. So Bubba is back and it's kind of recontextualizes what we, uh, assumed before, um, you know, talking to Candy, but uh when we talked to uh Carrie Kerry, Ka- sorry. I called her by her. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we had Raul Coley on the show way back in season one and I called him Ravi? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, this, again, this recontextualizes Candy's escape because uh it, it, remember how they had to change the city that they say in the subtitles it says Topeka. Or no, she said that she remembered Topeka and the the and Bubba actually says Corvallis, Oregon, and that's because uh-huh. they couldn't have Bubba leave and then to go to Kansas and then be back in the next episode. And we were sold, or at least I was, on the fact that Candy and Bubba like fell in love and ran off together. It was more like Candy, can. yeah.
0: It looked like that she was running off with him. They were running off together, right? Her, instead of him getting her uh, out of the he town. just helped her, and that was it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So Bubba tells Blaine about how the jealous wife killed the husband and they didn't h- get any money for that Freilich brain, which makes me like, oh, Blaine, what's wrong with you? You didn't get money up front for the Freilich brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, apparently it was in transfer. He calls his money guy Marty. Okay. Who is doing the voice of Marty? No idea. I've, I've, I've tweeted at the writers room account. If anybody knows, please let me know because uh, it is a really animated voice.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that sounds like Seth Green for <laughs> yeah. some reason, but I know it's not. I'm sure it's like uh, who wrote this episode? John Emba
1: um, or Kit Boss?
0: And who's the? Uh, yeah, is. who is it that does the? Uh, there's there's one of them who was an actor. Oh, I at one time and does voices. Oh, I don't remember. Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe I'm confusing this with something else.
1: But I mean, Darren Norris, who plays Johnny Frost, does you know, is famous for voicing cartoon characters. Maybe that was what you're thinking of,
0: no, like I'm thinking of one of the writers slash producers did a voice at one time.
1: Um, you know, we heard, and this is before the Chris Lowell news
0: mm-hmm. that
1: uh, he was going to be on the season finale. So I immediately was like, okay, maybe this is the Veronica Mars uh, cast member that it, you know, Bob says is going to be on the show. Maybe it's just another voice cameo. So I immediately thought, hey, I wonder if this is Chris Lowell doing a voice and then Marty is going to be seen in the flesh in the finale.
0: <gasps> oh. that's,
1: that's the best I can do. I, I, I really would love to know. It's not in the cast credits. Um, it's on nope. IMDb.
0: Yeah, I Googled it. Couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah,
1: no idea. Anyway, the, Marty says that uh, the husband's accounts are frozen because it's a part of a murder, murder investigation so the money did not go through. And Donnie, showing up in this wonderful gold jacket, uh, comes in and uh, he's looking for the number of a bagpiper. And then Darcy comes in and freaks because it's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. And watching on the rewatch, it's really painful when you see that Blaine agreed with her.
0: <laughs>
1: Yikes. Uh, so, uh, we go to the next chapter. The kids are All right. Uh, Blaine is pissed when Bubba says the Freilich kids were taken. Blaine calls Marty again to check on the frozen account. And he finds out that there's one of his other accounts is flush with money. And then Marty realizes, oh wait, you're not the name on the account anymore. It's Donald Eberhardt. And the money is coming from Fillmore Graves. So Blaine is mm-hmm. just like, Conf- Confused. Yeah. I, I, I just wrote that. I thought confusion. Just how? I can't believe he actually did this. You know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He can't, he can't believe he had mm. it in him To double cross me Like he would never think that Donnie of all people would double cross him But mm-hmm. I mean It's happened before Blaine
0: <laughs> Yeah there's no honor
1: among things <laughs> Right So Donnie is dressed for the wedding There's a crowd of people there There's also the bagpiper In his like nudie suit or whatever <laughs> Nudie suit? Yeah I It was like a suit with like flowers on the lapels I don't. What do you mean by nudie? He wasn't naked.
0: Hold on, let me let me Google this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I wanted to, you know, so while why you're googling. I also noted that there's a there's a mascot that I thought was a shark that was there, and it made me do something that I dread to do, which is look up sports trivia. Now, we've actually seen uh, the Sockeyes as the team that Liv plays with in Goonstruck. Apparently, Seattle has announced that they're getting their own professional hockey team. And many names have been considered like the Sockeyes because of the sockeye salmon found in the northeast – northwest, rather. So that's not a shark. That's a salmon. (laughs) And the Sockeyes is a a professional hockey team or – Will be, I, I was really confused when I Googled it and, you know, I, I start looking at sports facts and I my eyes glaze over. Oh yeah, I, I think
0: we, they talked about this like early in season one or two. Oh yeah. I think so. Or maybe this is real life, real, real life I'm thinking right. of. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. Um, I know it was in Goonstruck. I went back and looked at that, the hockey team in Goonstruck and those are the sockeyes.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking So about. anyway,
1: you Googled uh, nudie?
0: <laughs> yeah. What is it? I can't believe that you don't know what a nudie suit I is. I don't
1: know what a nudie suit is. I was figured it was just your birthday suit.
0: No. <laughs> Nuta Rinko, known professionally as NudieCon, was an American tailor who designed... D- 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 <laughs> Decorative rhinestone-covered suits, known popularly as nudie suits, and other elaborate outfits for some of the most famous celebrities of his era. He also became famous for his outrageous customized automobiles. (laughs) Automobiles? He relocated to California in the early 1940s and began designing and manufacturing clothing in their garage. Okay, it's like Southern. It's like Tex. It's like Western. Okay. Porter Wagner performing at the Grand Old Opry in a n- nudie suit, 1999. Graham Parsons, legendary nudie, su- uh, in the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, never heard of it. It's a thing. I didn't know. I didn't know the name. I think I've seen coats that look like that before, jackets, you know. Yeah. But.
0: very elaborate, gaudy. Yeah.
1: So Donnie makes an announcement to the crowd that his bride to be is not here yet. Tells Saki. To, uh, lead the crowd in some cheers if she doesn't arrive soon and Saki says right on <laughs> and I almost wonder is that, is that somebody in the suit that we should know
0: uh, <laughs> yeah when I saw the suit I thought "Who? who is yeah, that?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Blaine has some bad news Darcy is laying dead in his office he said they found her at the hotel like that and you know before the police were called they had to br- they brought the body into you know into the office of the Scratching Post. Um, sorry, Donnie B Goods, and yeah, Donnie cries over her. And Blaine says they still need to deliver her body, but take your time. So Blaine definitely killed her, right?
0: Uh, definitely. I, mean, I knew when when Blaine found out about the about Donnie's account. You knew she her time was limited. Right. I mean, we knew her time was limited. You knew Blaine was going to get... But now Blaine had an excuse.
1: I mean, she's lived uh, past her expiration date. You know, it's already been said that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, we need to get into the last chapter here with Martin and Martin's plan and all that. And the, the cures and all that. So... We're way back at the beginning of the episode. Romero, oh, Romero. Uh, (laughs) Robbie and Liv are outside the cell of Romero's, and it's just something so spooky about Romero's zombies just staring. (laughs) And it's just also it's dark and there's a thunderstorm outside, you know. Uh, Martin is coming. They don't know where to go. Uh, So um, they end up going in the cell. And uh because they notice there's a garage door on the other side of the cell, which I'm just like, "What <laughs> is that like something you know they were gonna release the Romeros you know uh I,
0: I, I well, they're just in Martin's garage, right, you know, so yeah, it makes sense uh
1: yeah i i I guess so. I didn't realize the downstairs uh, basement was a garage, but Maybe. It's just, it's so funny. It's like you have this, like, basically uh, uh, (laughs) a weapon of mass destruction, these Romeros. And they're, they're, there's the only thing keeping them from the outside is this garage door.
0: (laughs) Well, because the the Romeros are not doing anything unless they're told. That's right. To do something. And they didn't react to uh, Liv and Robbie because they are zombies. Yeah. Sort of, yeah,
1: zombie and a half. Uh, so anyway, uh, Martin and Enzo enter uh, the basement, and Enzo tells Martin that at Las Vegas Airport, they are where
0: I will be in 21 days.
1: Wow, I wish I could go. Um, they're uh, beta testing an infrared system which will pick up zombies, so you can look for that.
0: Okay, yeah, keeping us safe.
1: And And apparently they have a zombie senator already in place who can order it taken down for diagnostic testing for a window Uh, of time. uh. So I wonder if this is one of the people they scratched or if this was like one of the people that the people they scratched scratched for them. Yeah. So Enzo sets up a deadline. Need to know by Friday. Friday at five. So uh, Martin all of a sudden realizes somebody's been in the lab and uh, s- somebody's eaten his oatmeal and broken <laughs> his chair and stolen his uh, samples of Utopium. in his bed. Yeah. Oh, man. He checks the cell, but uh, Liv and Robbie are gone. And uh, I, think, I think we see the... Uh, it, it's hard to tell because there was lightning going on outside the windows, but I was pretty sure we saw... The garage door uh, just closing when he opens up the curtain there. But I could be mistaken.
0: Yeah, like it was obvious that somebody went out.
1: Yeah. Uh, He yells at Enzo that they need to leave now. So uh, we go to the morgue, and Robbie kind of just takes a moment in the morgue with this sample of the original boat party utopium. Old school utopium, we should Mm -hmm. call it. Uh, and, uh, but Liv is kind of glum because, you know, her, her dad is behind all this craziness, you know? Uh, so Ravi puts it in a package to send to Charlie at the CDC to analyze and reproduce so they can make the cure. And, you know, it makes sense because the CDC can, has the power to like mass produce this utopium.
0: Yeah. Fast.
1: Yeah. I'm a little worried.
0: A little worried. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it came off as if this is, this is it, this sample, this one thing that he has was it and that he was mm-hmm. putting it in a package and sending it to Charlie. Uh, but it seemed like Ravi took several samples, but I'm not sure, but he was just holding up the one and then putting that one in the package and sending it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I what's the, what's the, what's the status with mail between new Seattle and the U S they've got to have some sort of special screening, right? <laughs> And oh, sending drugs mm. through mail as well.
0: <laughs> mm. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of variables. And also, yeah. not everybody is Charlie. Like, you know, he had yeah. those other doctors that he had uh, run was, in with.
1: Yeah. Dr. Saxon, uh, played by friend of the pod, Aaron Craven. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the next chapter, which is the chef's kiss of chapter titles uh, for this, uh, at least this episode... Riley Coyote. <laughs> I just loved that chapter title so much. <laughs> uh, Graham, the, you know, the te- teacher Graham, uh, packs uh-huh. while uh, Riley is, for some reason, studying her poem with a flashlight. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Did I you know. catch that? Yeah, I was like, that's awkward.
1: I was like, this is going to make sense eventually. I don't uh-huh. know if that ever made sense.
0: No, it was just like here. Do something. Be doing something in this. City. Doing something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got
1: a flashlight. I'll see if it works. So I flash yeah, it at my
0: checking palm. my batteries. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like,
1: is she going to have some sort of like uh, instructions written on her, hand, her on her palm? Oh, I
0: wasn't thinking that. Deeply. Only light up like, because of
1: the flashlight. But uh, I was like,
0: she was doing something utilitarian with her prop <laughs> that <they> I gave
1: her. <laughs> I, you know, and and honestly, by this point, I, you know. She's a, she's a, she's a bad girl, you know, she's a bad lady, but I kind of like her mainly because, uh, she looks so much like Stephanie Beatriz from Brooklyn nine, nine, Uh (laughs) but, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, so, so Liv, uh, wonders what's up and they tell her that they are smuggling out three sisters to help their sick mother. And then Liv looks at Graham and says, you're not telling me something. And Graham is very surprised, but it turns out that she's looking for her mint coat. And I just want to ask you, Steph, how does Graham, the teacher, know where her mint coat? How, like, how would he know that? Why is he expected to know that?
0: I know. And also, it's in her closet.
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's in your closet.
0: Like, where else would it be?
1: Did he borrow it? Uh, <laughs> I just don't understand. It's uh, uh, such a weird line. Like I like that the weird. "you're not telling me something" is great because it you're like, oh my gosh, she knows, you know. And then it instills mm-hmm. some fear in Graham, uh, makes it you know a bit more urgent about what's going on. But they could have said something like, you know, where are my car keys? You borrowed my car. That's that seems <laughs> something more like, where's my mink coat? I, I I don't know. Yeah. So weird,
0: yeah. I agree.
1: I don't know what was going on with that scene, but I just wanted I to call know. out for a couple but of things Rose, that were so weird.
0: But Rose is fantastic,
1: Rose is fantastic, great flashlight action, and uh, <laughs> not quite sure why Graham doesn't know where you know, would know about the mink coat. But uh, okay, we go to the next chapter, and I love it, it's called Stephen Chow. Uh, who is an actor, but it's it's Stephen, comma, Chow, because Enzo is tossing some brain tubes at their prisoner, Stephen, who is Graham's boyfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. Who we have been told, or Stephen was told, that if he went along with this plan... Graham was told. Oh, sorry. Graham was told that Stephen would be fine yeah. if he went along with this plan. Mm-hmm. But they killed him anyway.
1: <sighs> well, you know, we we'll get to that, but... Um, you know, uh, Enzo meets with Martin. Martin says that Riley and the three girls are on their way to Vegas.
0: Vegas, baby.
1: I just wanted to pause for that. I really wish I could go.
0: Call him um, <laughs> by midnight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham did his job. Time to cut Stephen loose, and Enzo disagrees severely. He says he's being too soft, and releasing Stephen would be risky. Just like keeping his daughter alive would be it was basically. And, uh, he accuses Martin of being influenced by Liv rather than uh-huh. Martin being the influencer, which he was, I think he was attempting to do when he first uh. formed that relationship with Liv, but mm. didn't quite work the way Liv was, Liv is too much of a power of good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so Martin just kind of resigns. It's like, do what you want with, the, with Steven, you know? So, um... We go to the morgue and Kavanaugh has a new case. It's the body of uh, of, of Stephen Kenny, uh, who was shot in the head and dumped in the park. And when Kavanaugh shows Liv uh, some pictures, one of them is with um, Stephen's boyfriend, Graham. So, skipping ahead in the episode, we are now in Pahrump, Nevada. Okay. Which is an hour outside of Vegas, by the way. Uh, and, uh, it is the home of Foxy's hen house, which is a, a brothel. Um, and I looked up Perump and brothels, because this is the mm-hmm. kind of research I want to do sports stuff. Not so much, <laughs> but legal prostitution. I'm all about making sure I know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but it, this is probably based on, it's called Foxy's hen house. It's probably based on the chicken ranch, which is a, a pretty famous brothel that's in, uh, uh Perump, by the way, is a real name of a <laughs> town. I don't know if the rump part has to do with the brothel industry or what. Um,
0: or if Perump was there first.
1: Yeah. I didn't go that far. I just verified they were
0: brothels. Unincorporated town in Nye County, Nevada, mm-hmm. along the border with California.
1: Ah. Oh. So, Riley and the Fake Sisters... Uh, step in what did
0: what did liv call her the oh what did she, what sisters did she call them
1: the Dylan sisters that's they their the, names
0: but wrote but but liv called them the some oh gosh 1940s. I don't remember.
1: Oh, the andrews sisters, sisters.
0: andrews sisters
1: yeah yeah what's with the andrews sisters uh, but the uh, riley and those girls execute the prostitutes with you know silencer weapons and take over the place Uh, You know, suiting up as prostitutes And covering up all the blood And I don't know if you noticed But right, you know, after the the scene after We see that there's four brains Sitting on a big plate in the middle of it all
0: (laughs) So they're going to eat the brains of the prostitutes
1: Right Riley calls Martin and says They'll wait for his call And then they'll eat the brains And reopen the brothel And we see a banner above them that says "Welcome National Electronic Convention," nerds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm sure this would have cost. You know, this is this is pretty co- cost effective. It's a remote brothel. There's not a lot of not a lot of uh, go- not a lot going on. But wouldn't it have been this this been cool if uh, Martin sent them to Comic Con? And to dress up like mascots and, uh, you know, wait for the word and start scratching nerds. Uh, mm. <laughs> but you know, there's probably just walking around Comic-Con. There's so much IP that needs to be, uh, needs to be covered. In, oh, definitely. You know, uh, so Liv finds out about Ravi and Major's rescue of the Frailic kids. And, oh,
0: uh, I love how proud, uh, major I got shot. Yeah. I was, I was uh, gigolo bait. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Robbie's like, I was the getaway driver. I
0: was the getaway uh, driver, yeah.
1: And then uh, Liv uh, talks to Graham and he was like, hey, you know, this body is this somebody you know, and Graham breaks down and tells her everything. Because mm. it's like that, but, he
0: knew it was, he eventually was going to have to
1: yeah and he's so shocked because uh um, he was supposed to the the plan was that that Stephen would be let go yeah. if if he followed his orders but he didn't and he's he's completely shocked and you know mortified that what he did and uh and that uh that now his boyfriend is gone so uh so in this last scene um we're now in Martin's little hideout. Martin. Martin. And uh, Martin's looking at his laptop. And by the way, I, I froze the screen and uh, I see that he's got two ongoing chats open and uh, free streaming. And one is with Liv, which is mostly just kind of like small talk. Uh, and it seems like it's before Liv found out about him, you know? Mm hmm. Because uh, right now it would be like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> um,. And also an, a chat opened with Riley and Riley sent a couple of messages like just saying, waiting for your command, waiting for your command. Like, you know, and Martin is just kind of thinking about it. And that's when uh, Live FaceTimes him or Google Hangouts him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, Martin is happy to tell her that – the tell her the plan since it's already in motion. And, uh, he, you know, the girls are going to infect the conventioners. And those people are going to go home, and they're going to infect other people, and eventually zombies will be everywhere, and a new order of zombies, you know, begins. And Liv tells him he's against this is mass murder, and Martin understands, but he says he has to do what's necessary. And Liv disagrees and says humans and zombies can all get along. And Martin says people think they're monsters, and Liv says they. I understand that, but it takes work to get people to get humans to think differently. And that she is doing what is necessary in trying to make that happen. You know, he could be working for good, not, you know, this awful evil plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liv also tells him that, you know, he's not this person because she's his daughter and she would never have any part of anything like this. Which, mm-hmm. you know, to me, you know. I mean, I understand she's trying to win him over, but, you know, you can't genetically be <laughs> – I don't think good being a good person is a genetic trait, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Just because I'm a good person doesn't necessarily mean my father's a good person.
1: Right. Or vice versa. Yeah. Um, so Enzo enters here and he reminds – it's the 5 o'clock deadline. It's Friday. Time to get that senator to take down those censors um, because I guess – what the plan is, is they're going to infect the conventioners. They're going to take down the sensors, and the conventioners are going to hit the airports and uh, fly all over the U.S. All
0: over the country.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ones that have a connecting flight, I'm, I'm assuming those are the ones that are going to be caught. But, oh, wait, no, I'm assuming that there's infrared sensors in every airport. This is the only airport with infrared sensors. Ah. They're beta testing it, they said, at the beginning of the episode. Which makes me think, well, why didn't they just do this in a different city? I don't know. <laughs> Overthinking it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Liv is continuing to sway Martin during this time. We're not monsters. Don't make them right, you know. And Enzo is just flabbergasted that Martin is wasting his time. He's talking to Liv. They need to call the senator now or the plan is going to fail. And Martin is thinking about it. And Enzo pulls his gun, demanding that he give the order uh, now, and Martin turns and says, "Or what?" Or, or Martin says, "Or what?" And Enzo says, "Damn you!" And shoots him in the back of the head. And we hear a distinct ping. And I want to like quash any sort of uh, fan theories going on here by 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 saying that. By the way, what? Well, uh, let me continue. okay, so so Liv is shocked, but Martin then rises. We see his. Hair is now parted, and we see his chrome dome as we right. went in. He starts talking about, you know, you know, maybe maybe we regroup and think think this over. And Enzo so does not even stop to even hear any, any more of like what he says. He, he knows that Martin's turned and he shoots Martin in the center of the forehead. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out here there's no ping, there's no ping sound. I listened to it carefully,
0: right? Some yeah. people, some thought people thought that. that- yeah, that he shot him once, and it was in that metal part of the back of his head. Yeah. But when he turns around, he shoots him in the front of the head, and he that's a kill. It's yeah. a brain shot. Yeah.
1: I got to say, like, you know, this is one part that could have been done a little better. Because then, you know, Martin kind of, like, looks confused a little bit. And then he, like, falls down into his chair, which and, and, and then slumps over. Which, I think, if he literally just like fell right over onto the ground. It would have looked more like he was dying and not like was like knocked out or something. <laughs> There's some people I, I have seen like, Oh man, is he really dead? You know? Is,
0: oh, that's no, oh, of course I think he he's is. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's very dead. Definitely.
1: Yeah. So Liv screams no. And Enzo angrily slams his gun down on the laptop, stopping the, the connection and uh, ending the episode. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was tweeting out, I was like, has anybody breathed yet after that? <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it's rough. So, uh, so Martin's dead. And, uh, is Enzo the big bad, do you think? Is he now the big bad of the season, the final season? And, and how do you feel about that?
0: Oh, I'm tickled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: he's always been a, le- a follower. He's not a leader.
1: Right. I Nature said know. that. Yeah. He's a, he's a lackey. Someone's pulling his strings. Now Enzo is seems to be in charge of this this master plan.
0: Or is he in cahoots with Dolly?
1: I can't imagine cuz he is this is a whole um this is that's that's the human. I mean, Martin did see something interesting at the big, earlier in the season that Dolly would be a good zombie, you know? And it would be interesting if Dolly's a secret zombie, and that it, it it's all connected. But I don't know. I don't know how connected Martin and Enzo and them are to Dolly and General Mills. You know, they they just had a you know a meet cute over the phone. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if they're interested. So is Dolly the big bad and and General Mills? Like there seems and 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 then there's Blaine and Clive, Clive's having two babies. What else is hanging in the air? Uh, what's going to happen with Peyton? The CDC? Oh my God! The whole CDC thing. There's so much to wrap up in the next two episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I've always thought. That there's just so much. How can so this come much. come become wrapped up? Uh, also, did I see in the promo for next week? I don't know if we want to talk oh, about.
1: Oh, it. oh, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, okay. We'll get into that after uh, feedback and everything. So. So we did get a bunch of feedback. I do want to say uh, some thoughts from the users of TV time where you're gonna find our podcast streaming under the iZombie section. Sam T says, Are you ready to be fabulous? is what I usually say before the episode of iZombie starts.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mint Chalk Dublin says, I forgot how much I missed uh, the Ravia major team up. And Trent says, please, please give Blaine the most violent, gruesome death in the history of television before the <laughs> show ends. <laughs> So, uh, that's what TV time users said uh, We got any emails?
0: Uh, <laughs> Sorry uh, Yes, we do
1: Oh yeah, there's a, we've got several um, Some of them are for our interview And some of them are Our regular interview so you, you want to start with one? Or?
0: Hold on I'm going to read Tim's uh, email That's okay. not for Uh for John Emmett Tracy. Okay, Tim says, "Hey, Robin and Steph. Well, uh, dang, maybe <laughs> Martin's not dead."
1: There we go. There I, know I told you.
0: Between his eyes, but I mean, Chief took a headshot when he lost his eyes. Survived that. Zombies heal fast. People have survived getting shot in the head in real life. Look at Malala. Uh, but if he's oh, yeah. if he's truly gone, how tragic that Liv managed to get him to reconsider, despite his initial introduction. I. I don't think Martin was truly an evil man yeah I feel like um, the show was saying he was a good guy but he got on drugs and the drugs kind of changed his perspective and changed the way because I feel like um, Liv's mom Eva Eva, like she saw good in him and then he was on drugs and then right. she was like go away Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, from my point of view, like I've been on guard this entire season. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop with him. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for him to go to go full villain. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think I've been uh, expecting too much of that from that character because I've always I've I've taken a lot of what he's a lot of the tenderness that he showed live as manipulation. And Maybe some yeah. of it wasn't. I'm yeah. Assuming. I don't know.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, I. W- I, I he seemed to be almost fence. swayed
1: here, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But wow, it's such a huge evil plan for somebody that you know we're we're supposed to feel you know sympathy for. But I don't know. Uh, gosh, I'd love to hear what other people have to think about this. So.
0: Okay, so Tim says uh, after his initial introduction, I don't think Martin was truly an evil man. Am I being an apologist for another I Zombie villain? <laughs> Maybe so. He seemed to be truly conflicted after forming a relationship with Liv, and he honestly just comes across as a man whose mind has been so screwed up by the drugs. He's doing what he thinks is right, but he takes no real pleasure from it, I don't think. He's not above being violent, but he's not a cruel man, I don't think. Well, he is, but not for the sake of cruelty. Oh, my God. Blaine killed Darcy. Eh, well. Oh, well, she was going to die anyway. I'm kidding. (laughs) Even... (laughs) Even I'm not that heartless. That much of a Blaine slash that much of a Blaine apologist. <laughs> <coughs> it bums me out though, not just for Donnie and Darcy, but for Donnie and Blaine. They had their ups and downs. Blaine took him for granted. Donnie betrayed him by unfreezing Angus and Blaine started treating Donnie more like an equal than a partner. He spared him after he tried to steal his clients, something he had killed other lackeys for in the past. And in the season's finale, last season's finale, yeah. and in last season's finale, Donnie com- comforted him and reassured him in the wake of Angus's death. All that, all of that, all that was thrown away the season, and they're at odds again. And I don't like it. It makes sense story wise, but I preferred it when Blaine called him a dweeb and kissed his head when he was setting up uh, the cure auction. There's absolutely no way of going back to that now. RIP Don Beers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don Beers, that's a good shipper name.
0: I know I expect Don E to find out that Blaine killed Darcy and for Don E to do something really evil.
1: I don't know. They I I I want to I wanna think that Blaine did it, but We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. He co- he could have, and he and he could have not. She could have died. She is looking pretty peacefully dead, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so maybe it just happened. I don't know. It, it would be a pretty huge coincidence, I say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry.
0: Okay, back to Tim. Uh, nice to see Major and Ravi actually interact this season and do something together, Rager. How I've missed the
1: I think it's Roger I don't know, I've heard it bo- pronounced both ways But I like the fact that it sounds like a male name <laughs> Roger
0: Major Major, like major okay. I know, not know, Ra-V
1: protect- Ra-ger uh, Anyway, whatever, I'm the guy who's behind the whole Shark Labardi thing that never happens Nobody okay. cares
0: Not pertaining (laughs) to the episode, but a question for Robin, if he has any idea or knows anyone who may know. Season 4 of iZombie was personally my least favorite, but the completest in me still wishes they would release the DVD Blu-ray set. I know it's available on Netflix and iTunes, but I want it on my shelf next to the others. In January 2018, Warner Archive tweeted that clearance issues precluded a release of the set. Do you know if there? Have been any updates or chance We'll see it come out in the future where, were, were The clearance issues specific to Things such as music used Or might we not see A season 5 release Either, Tim uh,
1: I'm just Some uh, nerd from Vermont That I bug people on Twitter to come onto to Our podcast, so um, I really don't have any Sort of connections there uh, I personally think, though, that um, the powers that be, whether they be, you know, God, the universe, uh, Warner Archive, have decided Rob that Thomas. Rob Thomas have decided that the world does not need uh, a season 4 Blu-ray DVD until you love the season as much as us, Tim. So <laughs> um, maybe you don't deserve that. That's what I'm saying. But I am, I am wondering, <laughs> I am wondering, and uh, I mean, to be honest, I've only bought uh, season one on DVD because I've had it all available streaming and it's been pretty easy to, to get to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, however, you know, there's big things with Netflix and Hulu and Disney and all that where uh, we might not even see uh, later seasons or, you know, yeah, season where five DVDs may be,
0: may be a thing of the past. People yeah. may not be buying them. enough to make it you know a priority for the companies to release
1: yeah that too i'm just saying like who knows if uh it will arrive in either place (laughs) you know um and uh i would say tweet at warner archive and say we really want izombie on dvd or blu-ray and uh you know i'd love to have them on my shelf because i'm Always worried that they might take it down from you know from Netflix mm-hmm. like they have with the you know like they're going to do with Friends in the Office yeah um, so uh, okay well thank you Tim for that always long email and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving on to Efrax Efrax he says I'm not sure how I feel about this one on the one hand the brain of the week was a riot. Rose was even more fabulous than usual, and the drag queen sequences were terrific. I'm a long-time Stephen Sondheim fanatic, so hearing even a few bars of I'm Still Here was a joy as well. On the other hand, a lot of major storylines felt more than a little rushed. The Freilich Kid Rescue subplot, in particular, should have probably taken a few episodes. I'm not one to complain about seeing women lounge around in skimpy outfits, but Martin's plan seemed a bit convoluted, No, If you want to create zombies in the outside world, just scratch some passerbys. Mass murder, even even of prostitutes, tends to get noticed. I'm not particularly... Oh, I just want to stop there. Yeah, we didn't exactly get into the details of what Martin's plan is there. Okay, so, Steph, they're dressed as prostitutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we saying that they're going to just have sex with a lot of conventioners and uh, and to to pass the pass zombie along?
0: Yeah. What else would we be saying?
1: <laughs> I don't know, but it just seems like, you know, if you really want to start a zombie apocalypse, that's a lot of sex.
0: <laughs> well, it could, okay, they probably did think. Oh, the easiest way would just be well, like they did with the uh, they had the doctor scratch.
1: Yeah.
0: The the military and the senator or whatever. But, but they they were like, We did that and that's boring. Let's do something sexy. <laughs> sexy. We got guns, we got ladies with guns, and we got ladies in oh, lingerie. I, like that. I liked all so, that.
1: But I then I worry I'm like, Well Well, you know, we have proven with um with Coat Hanger guy that uh Martin's ooh, crew coat hanger guy. Is a bit uh, extremist, right? The guy that ran his head into the coat hanger.
0: Oh, oh, the, the yeah, coat the... hook or whatever. Uh huh.
1: They're they're extremists, so they're willing to kill themselves to protect uh, the secrets of uh, this uh, you know worldwide zombie takeover uh, okay. thing. Okay. So I guess I shouldn't put it past uh, like four women um, to you know bone away the
0: uh, well. They're gonna eat the brains. And- Look, they're going to eat the brains. So So they'll be more in
1: prostitute mind, you're saying? Yes,
0: they will practically be prostitutes.
1: Right. Hmm. Well, this will be interesting. Uh...
0: And they don't seem to be, you know, they're going along with this is their own free will, their own volition to eat the brains of big prostitutes. They're not being forced. It's not forced prostitution. Right. Like candy was forced.
1: Right. Yeah. That's so weird. Anyway, I just say it's it's a a, a weird plan. I don't know. That's
0: so weird that we didn't even think about how dark and disturbing Cain's storyline. (laughs)
1: It really sure because it was all in the back, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. continues. uh, I'm not particularly happy about Martin's death either. Enzo is a much less interesting villain than Lib's father. Also, how dare the writers deny us a full Donnie wedding scene, particularly since I'm not putting great odds on his surviving the wrath of Blaine. Since I guess we needed to wrap up a bunch of loose ends before things go absolutely bonkers in the finales. Can't believe we're at, almost at the end here. Thanks again for all you do. Thank you, Ephrax, And uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm kind of calling that Donnie puts Blaine down, but mm-hmm. uh, um, which to me might be... Not be very satisfactory, but then again, after he killed Darcy, um, I might, I might like it more. I might like it more. I, you know, I definitely wanted another fight between him and Liv, but, um, I don't know. He betrayed his closest confidant and, you know, after his closest confidant betrayed him, I don't know. Would you like Donnie to die by the end of the season? No. no. Cause he's not exactly like blameless. <laughs> you know, he went along with a lot of these schemes.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And all now right. that his uh love of his life that he didn't know her last name is gone, then <laughs> what more does he
1: She didn't have? he didn't need to know her last name. He's gonna marry her. Her last name's gonna be E. Darcy E. <laughs> or like I mistakenly said last week, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, you wanna read Darren's
0: Ooh, sorry. Okay. <laughs>
1: We're up late, guys. <laughs> Thanks <Yeah>. for listening.
0: <laughs> and I'm working a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay, Darren. Episode 11. We finally, uh, oh, finally got a chance to watch. First, everyone else is aware that Blaine killed Darcy, right? Yes.
1: No. Not not I mean,
0: We assume. Uh. Possibly, it's a possibility that she died on her own, but we don't know. Uh, Ravi and Major working on something together was a nice break, and screwing Blaine was an added bonus.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Ravi particularly enjoys that. Yeah,
0: Liv finding out about Grant and Riley had to happen, especially after finding out about Martin's about Martin Holden Romero's and the Utopium. And the fact that Liv was able to have much influence. And the fact that Liv was able to have that much influence on him at the end shows his internal conflict. Will she let Major know about Enzo?
1: Yeah, the, I I should hope so.
0: Should be an interesting final two episodes. As awesome. for John,
1: well, hold on. Uh, that that last question's for our interview, so oh, uh, okay. I'll hold that one for for the interview. So
0: okay, Thank thanks, you Darren. Darren.
1: And we have one from Maddie. Maddie says Hello Robin and Steph. Only two episodes left before our show has its last hurrah. Turns out Martin was truly changing with the help of his daughter, but Enzo wasn't going to let the plan they worked on go work so hard on go to <laughs> that work so hard on to go to waste, especially when all the pieces are falling into place. Who would have thought Monsieur Lambert was capable of causing so much damage? First by recruiting Chase Gray's Loyalists And now truly hurting The heart Of our protagonist I expected Liv To get her heart broken But not so soon It'll be interesting How Liv manages To rise up And save New Seattle From its doom Like Robin I also think There's a big chance This city will get nuked Right on Team uh, Hashtag Team Nuke Alright <laughs> Team Nuke Seattle nuke, nuke Seattle Instead of New Seattle Alright Ah.
0: Oh. No,
1: nobody will care about fun. that hashtag either. Charles Crabarty nukes Seattle. Nobody will care. Okay. Now on <laughs> to the, my favorite part of the episode. I'm not bitter. Team hashtag Rager, uh Roger, I should say, endgame is going strong. I love that I love when Team Z works together to solve problems or save people from getting killed between major telling Ravi that he loves him to Ravi knowing military terms you can see these guys understand each other so perfectly. <laughs> Raul and Robert's chemistry is so natural, and you can tell they're great friends in real life, like everyone yeah. else it's in the show. I'm sad yeah. we didn't get to see more of their adventures this season, but I'm grateful for all their scenes in the episode, yeah, I've been personally like. You know, I, I've definitely, you know, enjoyed major storylines, but I, he's been so like behind his laptop at Fillmore Graves for most of the season that it kind of bothers me that he's not so much, uh, a part of Team Z, uh, this season, um, that it is definitely a joy when he gets his side plot with Ravi this week and hopefully more to come. Uh, Maddie continues. It's safe to say Blaine killed Darcy, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all wondering <laughs> After finding out he was betrayed And knowing how much she meant to his former friend He knew exactly how to hurt Donnie And still be able to make it look like it was Natural causes that led to her demise Now the real question is Will he get away with everything like he always does Or will someone finally kill him in the final episode What do you guys think And who do you think you guys think deserves to kill him My money is on Liv uh, like we've discussed, we—I th- I mean, do you think Donnie's going to kill him, like I do, or do you think Liv is, or somebody else? Is Crybaby Carl going to come out of lockup and be like, "You turned me in," and smash him with a baseball bat? <laughs> <head? laughs>
0: um, I'm just really curious to see what happens between Donnie and Blaine. Yeah, I think, I think that would be the more, the the biggest impact.
1: Right. I don't know. Um. Well, we'll see. I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some promotional pictures from the season finale, and I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. That's all I'll say. The case of the week was fun, and it ends up being the last case ever. If it ends up being the last case ever, then I'm grateful it was such a fabulous one. As mm-hmm. always, thanks for your work, and see you next week. Thank you, Maddie. And uh, yeah, it would be cool if uh, the last two episodes there was no case, but uh, I'm sure. I, I think at least the last episode is going to be no case. I'm sure they'll have, I'm pretty sure they'll have a case next week. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I don't know. It's It'll be Diane's. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: Uh, do you want to read Dave's?
0: All right. Dave says, well, another episode down, so close to the end. Another full episode. Number one, love it whenever Ravi and Major team up. So great together, fun and dangerous. Good job rescuing the kids, guys. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Major in the first season, or so, as a caseworker. I think that was his job title, and trying to locate lost kids. Yeah, he was a social worker. Number two
1: for uh, Helton Shelter, one of my favorite uh, business titles ever.
0: (laughs) Number two, Helton Shelter
1: T-shirt. Somebody sent one to me. Thank you. (laughs) Three (laughs) X.
0: Uh, Number two, Redhead (laughs) Liv, another great look. And yes, you guys mentioned last week, Liv's magical closet must be massive. (sighs) Number three, Donnie never got his wedding. R.I.P. Darcy, that wedding looked to be wonderfully tacky. Are we to assume Blaine killed Darcy out of revenge towards Donnie? If true, what a jerk. He still continues to be. Yes, we think so. (laughs) Uh, Number four, we are getting to see the full plans come together. Martin's plan of using the girls in the whorehouse in Vegas, pretty clever and potentially Mm -hmm. pretty effective at spreading zombieism. Number five, while he was still an evil jerk, we can see that Liv was having an effect. Even if pretty minor on Martin and then Liv watching Enzo kill, I assume he is dead. Martin, rough. I hope Enzo's end is slow and painful. Not my favorite episode of the season, but it's setting up, setting us up for a great last ending. Dave. Yeah. yeah I mean, I loved this episode. I thought it was hilarious. Oh
1: yeah. I had a good time with it. Um, and a uh, sad time as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And our Facebook, um, there's only one comment on here that's, uh, that's feedback related. Um. James says, another excellent episode. Spoilers, I wasn't shocked that Darcy died. Actually, after we lost Isabelle in season four, oh my god. (laughs) I just remembered. Okay, uh, I was more or less expecting it. (laughs) But when Blaine came and got Donnie, I thought, sure, he was going to kill him for stealing a brain business. That was a nice switcheroo. One point I disagree with the writers on is Ravi shipping that vial of utopium to the CDC. He is in effect broadcasting how to make what created the zombies. Bad idea. He should have come up with a cure on his own and kept the making of it quiet. Oh, interesting. You think the CDC will, uh, double cross them and make more zombies. That's, that's a, that is, that would be quite a twist. Um, Finally, I must be the only idiot in America that hadn't figured out that Martin's chrome dome wasn't a leftover from some sort of brain surgery and was instead protection for his brain. I assume that the steel stopped at the flesh line and left a lot of potential brain access. Uh, well played, Martin. Yeah, uh, I'm still unsure about uh, the the origins of the Chrome Dome, what it was there for, if he wore protection. I was waiting for him to kind of explain it, and I almost want to like go back and watch some of his scenes because I feel like I missed something. I don't, know, Did, I don't know about you.
0: Didn't they say that he was shocked? Yeah, I
1: think so. Before, was we, to do with actually,
0: the... before we actually knew that he was Beanpole Bob?
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's what I, I I I I'm just see. unsure. I, I thought it had something to do with the Doctors Across Borders thing that happened, or I don't know. I don't know. I need to go back and uh, you know, feedbackers. If you want to email in and say they, you know, tell me exactly what happened and you know what episode to to watch rewatch. I know I, know that I he was intro, he introduced in dot zom, and that was the episode where we were having all sorts of like weather break-ins and stuff like that. And I I wonder if I missed something on that night. Um. Anyway, James uh, continues. At this point, I'm leaning towards Enzo not getting. Any brain with his two shots. The second one in the forehead raised no blood to speak of, which leads me to believe Martin was armored there, which is not a favorable sign for those who love Enzo. We'll see. See, see, it's a conspiracy. My cat is in here giving some feedback as well. I don't know if you're hearing him.
0: (laughs) Sadie's being a quiet girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. My cat's the loud mouth tonight. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, so that's it for feedback. And uh, we want to get into next time on iZombie. The episode title is called Bye Zombies. (laughs) And here is the promo.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Well, all right then. Relax, Major. It's much worse than you think.
1: I zombie: The final season continues next Thursday, eight seven central on the CW. And that was the uh, promo for the penultimate episode of the season by zombies. And the description is: I zombie's penultimate episode, written by Diane Ruggiero <laughs> writes: "Live makes a devastating discovery. Mm. What? It. What could that be? That's it. I don't know. I mean, She's like, what's left? A bunch of,
0: a bunch of devastating things."
1: Like, she knows her dad is dead. This, this happened a, a in this plan? episode. I don't know. Like, she knows about the plan. He told her about the plan.
0: Yeah, she does. What else could it be? She okay. discovered
1: Graham was lying to her. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's devastating, but it's discovering something that she doesn't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I spy in the promo a wedding Malcolm Uh, uh, (laughs) Was he dancing at a wedding
1: I have a trailer analysis I've written written down Beat by beat but yeah that is one of the ones That things we're finally going to see We're going to see Malcolm Throwing down on the dance floor one more time Whose uh, wedding is it I'm here for it I don't know I don't know and I don't even know if it's a promo If that's a promo for next week Or if it's a promo for the next two episodes Mm -hmm. I don't know but uh okay so here's my trailer analysis beat by beat okay cuz it is a really okay. really well done trailer i really yeah. i really dug it. it was exciting uh so uh Liv, we see live major and ravi in their grave digging suits again remember the yeah. water when they're digging up the what are they digging what are they what are they digging up no idea no. major and live say cheers and clink shovels together uh, mm-hmm. so they're digging something up i don't know uh, Liv in a dark brown curly wig Hanging from her hands Moving along a beam Like she's some sort of super spy Which I'm here for that uh, Ravi and Liv nodding to each other solemnly uh, Then it's Clive on the dance floor Then we see Ravi in black mercenary gear In a backpack And he says well alright then to uh, Clive And then we see Ravi in a security guard outfit and earbuds. I just want to point out, not AirPods. Okay. (laughs) And cracking his knuckles. Uh, Then we have Liv with a gun to someone's head. And uh, I think I know who that is. And I'm telling you folks, if you don't want to know anything about next week's episode, you might want to skip ahead. But that is definitely Dr. Saxon. So... Did they somehow get to Atlanta? Are they <sighs> breaking into the CDC together?
0: What?
1: Yeah, right. I
0: know. I did see a lab, and I was thinking it was the bunker. Oh, yeah. they go to Atlanta. Hot I dog.
1: Ah, yeah, this is. That's
0: exciting.
1: That is exciting, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, uh, Liv has a gun to his head. And again, this black or dark brown curly wig in the black outfit looks so cool. Um, then we see Major, bloody, running in his Fillmore Graves uniform as Enzo fires a gun at him. And Spud and a couple other Fillmore Graves soldiers are looking on as if he's just gotten beaten and he's running for escape.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Enzo fires. And I, I'm scared because it's noted no, in this guarantee, episode.
0: no guarantee that any character gets out alive. Right. Yeah. Man, if Anybody- they kill Major...
1: Kill Major. Oh my god, I'll be so upset. (laughs) Uh, Then we go to Ravi. We're back at what we are assuming is the CDC. Ravi in his Merc outfit bellows with rage and throws a doctor against a wall. And uh, uh, the doctor hits the wall hard enough to crack it. Mm -hmm. And we also see behind him Clive in a janitor outfit that says Darnell. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a couple other guys in shirts and ties that are on the floor as if they'd just gotten beaten. And then we get a close-up of Ravi looking up and going into full-on zombie mode, which I am so excited about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we find uh, that then the last beat is just Ravi and Liv in their normal clothes, which looks to be Ravi and Major's house saying to Major... Uh, Ravi saying major, Relax Major It's much worse than you think
0: <laughs> mm.
1: So uh, Huge episode next week Oh my god <laughs> I'm excited Again written by Friend of the pod Diane Ruggier You're right Yeah Ruggier. And
0: all I can All I can think Sorry. about Is the Penultimate episode Of season one Of Veronica Mars It was excellent Uh huh so hopefully, you know, something on par with that.
1: And again, a reminder to all uh, our, you know, subscribers, we will have Veronica Mars uh, podcast, a couple of them uh, talking about season four coming to you as well. So uh, look forward to that. Man, we have only two episodes left. We have to do something to uh, commemorate the end of iZombie and, and the end of our podcast.
0: Well, I don't know what you're doing, but I've had a vacation to Vegas planned for months.
1: That's so cool. Wow. I would love to go. Are you seeing Cher? And if so, which version?
0: <laughs> Not seeing Cher, but I am seeing Cirque du Soleil and Penn and & Teller.
1: Wow. I'd love to go and see those someday as well.
0: I'm also going to play some craps and drink some overpriced cocktails at the Sugar Factory. Wow.
1: I'd love to go. That sounds like so much fun.
0: Yeah, I might ride the high roller Ferris wheel and the New York, New York roller coaster.
1: Wow. I'd love to go.
0: Robin, do you want to go with us? How did you guess? Oh, I don't know.
1: is uh, more remote than I was expecting.
0: Well, you coming along was pretty last minute so I had to find a cheaper place that would accommodate you. We're not all in the same hotel? Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, my family and I are staying in town, but we'll meet you at the craps table. I'm sure Uber still works out here.
1: My cell phone has no bars.
0: Yeah, but Vegas does and I plan to get to one soon. Uh, here we are.
1: Foxy's Hen House, huh?
0: I read that the service is great here.
1: It looks deserted.
0: Oh, that's the whole rustic desert outback look. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi. Okay, see you soon.
1: Okay. Who the heck stays in a farm in the middle of Pahrump, Nevada? Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Obligatory contact info in 3, 2, 1, go.
0: Send in your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com.
1: You can follow Steph on Twitter, at Steph Smith.
0: You can follow Robin at Yarrow.
1: Our podcast logo is designed by D Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash d Sheehan.
0: Check out our other podcasts. You can listen to us binge watch through great shows like Dawson's Creek, Smallville, Veronica Mars, and When iZombie Ends, Gilmore Girls. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to
1: check out TV Time. If you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming, download the TV Time app today. Go to TVTime.com for more details.
0: Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated. And the only payment we ask are your kind words. And
1: make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph.
0: And we're done. You think anyone's still listening? Oh, they totally are. Bye, zombie. Live forever!